Welcome to Straight Talk Wealth, heard every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. with your experts in all aspects of wealth accumulation, preservation, and income planning guaranteed to last a lifetime. And now, your host of Straight Talk Wealth, Bruce Whitey, on News Talk 1590 KVTA. Good morning, Ventura. Welcome to another rousing round of Straight Talk Wealth Radio. Hey, you know what? This is the show where we where we tie in what's happening in the global economy, the big picture, to what you should be doing in your 401k, your portfolio, your IRA, your stock account, your annuities, whatever it is. It all does matter. The economy, what's happening on this globe matters. And as much as we don't want it to think, We don't want to think that these things that happen around the globe will affect us, that we'll just be able to retire and be left alone. Well, some things matter. If we keep talking about the economy, we're going to lose. $6,000. It just cost me $6,000. So tonight I'd like to talk about the economy. Okay, okay. You guys take it in another room now. Listen, we are talking today about a subject far, far away from this land that will come home to roost. This is episode two. We may do episode three. Three, a fantastic interview I did with the author of the book published in 2013 on Wiley, Wiley Press, called The China Crisis, How China's Economic Collapse Will Lead to a Global Depression. Now, one of the things that's really important here is we've been talking a lot about the underlying frailty of the economy and the fact that so many things never got fixed from 2008. And boy, I could go on and on and on. We've told from David Stockman's point of view how the government has become the prime mover of markets and that the economy and the economic factors no longer move the stock market. It is about what the government does. And the government is completely, the Federal Reserve is nothing but a maven to Wall Street. And and that relationship just is perverting investment values. It's perverting how people are trying to retire. There's nowhere to get interest anymore. You everyone has to be in risk. And we're we're really, really worried about some upcoming change here that's gonna make two thousand eight look like a pimple. Don't know when. We're just talking about underlying fundamentals. But in all of that, if underlying fundamentals are 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 risky, if they're not sound, then small triggers can set the world aflame. Case in point, the whole 2008 real fall was based on a whole lot of fundamentals that were funky, they were perverted, credit default swaps, all kinds of games going on in the financial system. And then one small event, a a subprime problem in four states in the United States, California, Nevada, Arizona, and Florida. Property values in those areas, which had become overinflated, sold to too many subprime uh, loans, blew the whole world up. Blew the whole world up. How does a small little piece of the world blow the world up? That's, That's the key thing you need to understand about bubbles and what brings down a bubble. And a bubble is never a bubble. It's never a bubble until it's over. The only thing that happens while it's growing is you're a fool for not being in it. So we look at these things. Uh, You know, if you are a, uh, if you're an Austrian economist, which says that markets should be left alone, should not be over manipulated by governments. 
And I'm not saying I'm completely one way or the other. Keynesians say that governments should be very actively involved in uh, keeping us out of uh, falling, you know, shrinking economies. But sometimes you need a shrinking economy or you need a deflationary period to wash out malinvestment. You know, there will be periods of malinvestment where people are jumping into bubbles or into things that are overpriced and they need to shake out. And if you don't let them shake out because the government always wants to avert the next, you know, liability in an election, then you get an economy that is addicted to stimulus, addicted to money printing and can't get out of it. But I digress. My point is just this. It just takes a trigger. It just takes a trigger, and that's what we're waiting for. One of the biggest frailties, one of the biggest potential triggers we have today in the world is what's been propped up in China. Now, you've heard fantastic things about the growth in China. We've practically been led to believe that an oppressive government that has no free speech and no political system, that is basically, in a sense, a slave-driven country— has created so much wealth and so many millionaires out of good, honest economics that maybe maybe their system's better than ours. I mean, that's kind of what in some corners we've been led to believe is that the Beijing system is maybe just a, a better top-down, command-driven system than our economy. It's BS. They made it up. Well, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But what we did is we interviewed the author of The China Crisis, How China's Economic Collapse Will Lead to a Global Depression. His name is James R. Gorey. He is also the author and publisher of a great newsletter called The Banana Republican, Investing, Politics, and Living Well in Third World America. <laughs> He's calling America a third world country. He's predicting America to be a third world country. But he publishes a newsletter on investing politics and living well in third world America, how to thrive in a broken economy. Uh, and that is actually, uh, we're going to be giving away a six-month subscription nut that's worth about $120. I'll tell you a little bit later in the show. Now, the way I formatted this show is James says some very alarming things about what the truth is in China. And I did some research because I don't take anybody at face value. So I did a lot of homework and I'm going to be weaving the show between the interview we did with James and other sources that will either negate or in most cases validate and verify some very alarming things he has to say about China. Now, we've been talking about the China crisis for, for years on this show. So this is not a new story to us. Interestingly enough, two articles right here in the Wall Street Journal from October 2014, pretty recent, right next to each other. World News, deepening property slump challenges Beijing. Man, do they have a property bubble. That's a topic we're going to talk about. Last week, we talked about all the counterfeiting that happens in China, counterfeit products, how any company that wants to do business in China has to expect to be ripped off. It's part of the game. We're going to talk about corruption in China. We're going to talk about pollution in China. We're going to talk about um, all a lot of like what the soft underbelly is by the way the second article in the wall street journal is china growth seen slowing sharply over decade so um it's quite a bubble it's quite some something they've propped up they look good their stats are lies many many of their stats can't be proven so 
rather than telling you all this myself, I'm going to let James Gorey tell you step by step. Uh, we will probably not get through the entire interview today. We'll probably go into a third episode. But let me just get into the importance of this really quick. You guys that listen to me, and I've so I'm really proud, and I'm really. Uh, smitten with the people we've talked to over the time we've been on the air here on KVTA, how many people I've had a chance to talk to, and we have a really quality audience. I'm, I'm very, very impressed with you folks when I do get a chance to talk with you off air. You guys are smart guys. Um, the bottom line here is that we are living in a bubble today, and so many of you have worked all your life, and you're just trying to get somewhere for retirement with either large portfolios, which many of you have. I've talked to very savvy people that understand that we're in a bubble and these days are numbered and they're taking precautions. But most hardworking people that are just Joe and Jane 401k, Joe and Jane IRA, they don't see this coming. They don't see the next collapse. And we, oh, we had a little correction. The, the amount of manipulation that is behind the scenes in these markets, while on the one hand, we can rest assured that it will always be manipulated, it, we, you can't rest assured. There is a bubble. There is an end of the bubble coming. And that's why I'm telling the story. What we stand for on this show is alternative aspects to just sitting there as a sitting duck and taking the ride down. Because let me tell you, if all ships ride with the tide, excuse me, all ships rise with the tide, so the saying goes, which is what you've been enjoying since 2009. Don't forget in 2008, they all sink with the tide. And what this show is about is that the tide will change and the alternatives you have to protect yourself from the next downturn. Because baby boomers, you don't have time for another downturn. Rarely in life do you get a second chance to get things right. We had the tech bubble burst. We had the real estate bubble burst. I am giving you on this show a third opportunity to get it right. The next bubble that burst will be a longer term malaise that will go very deep into stocks. And you've heard people on my show like Harry Dent say, Dow's going to 6,000. That sounds heretical, but he's not alone. So I'm going to tell you when we come back from this segment what to do about it, what we recommend, and we're going to offer to give you some free materials to help you understand this and to give you some free service if you're ready to start changing some things about your your sitting there as a sitting duck on the next turn of the tide. We're going to tell you how to make money in an up market or a down market. And and by the way, I hate getting into commercials about us. I hate, we can tell you this, we're going to have, you know, I don't want to give you platitudes. The simplicity is just get educated and we'll help educate you on, on a very broad basis, on an individual basis of what to do. But I don't want to sit here and sh- burn up showtime hyping all the wonderful things that we do. Just if you like what you hear, let us know by responding, by calling in. So here's today's number. It's 888 Write this phone number down because we're going to have some free giveaways later on the show. 888-882-5578. That's 888-882-5578. I got a lot of great free materials we're going to give away today. We're going to give away probably about $1,000 worth of free service. But let's get into the story first. Then I'll come back to some of the things that you need to do to prepare and how we can help you. 
So last week, uh, we started out, I asked James a little bit about why he wrote this book now. And we asked about what was false, because it looked like the Chinese economy is growing very well. People are getting rich. And um, we covered a couple different issues there. And, and he starts to poke at what's going on in China you don't see. So one thing we covered last week, and by the way, if you want to hear the entire interview with James, uh, and we'll see what else we can do. Maybe we can put all of the episodes into three uh, CDs and, and put that together for you as well. Because, like I say, he said there's so much counterfeiting and ripoff going on in China. And I dug up and we ran a really good news segment from the BBC that talked about just rampant Chinese counterfeiting. So we'll get into the next topic here. Uh, and again, if you want to hear the whole interview I did with James in an uncut version on CD, call 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578. That will be in the materials kit that you'll get for free today. Uh, you can get the whole interview. But what I want to do right now is I ask James, okay, so we got into some of the counterfeiting things that were odd, that, uh, you know, how much Chinese system is built to rip off its partners. I asked him what else is false about the system. What else is false or a mirage about the Beijing model? Tell us what else we, we don't see about the Beijing model. Well, other than fraudulent GDP, which I think we've covered that a little bit, but you, you can go into it further. And, and GDP is a, you know, a, a real hard number, I mean, relatively hard. I mean, if you look at, mm-hmm. you qualify, you know, but in, in, in the Beijing model, if you, if you have an outstanding loan of 100 million yuan or renminbi and you roll that loan over to 150 million, then that's counted as GDP. If you have a piece of property that has been uh, uh, stolen by the state to build condos, then the local, um, the local authorities will revalue the property, and that's added to GDP. Um, and then if there's any property exchange made where the farmer gets a piece of, you know, lousy land, they'll, they'll make that an equal amount, and then they'll add that to GDP. They'll add um, whether a, if a bridge collapses because it was made poorly, they'll add that the cost of that bridge to GDP and the cost of replacement. All these are inflated, by the way. All these numbers are inflated. So whatever you can in create, invent, or otherwise just make appear as if not, it's been done in China. And the overriding reason for that is because growth is the sole source of legitimacy uh, for, this, for the government in China, for the communist government in China. There is no other reason for them to be there um, for their deal made with the Chinese people back in, in, in 1989. So in, in terms of what's false about the Beijing model, it's, it's, it's not even a model, it's a process. And it's a process of de- degeneration. It's a, it's a process of destruction. So it's not a model that anyone can just, you know, oh, let's, let's build our economy on that model. It's a terminal. It's a self-terminating model. There is no model. It's a, That's what I don't quite like, get from like, your narrative just yet. So let, let me just, let me just again, play the skeptic on this, which is my role here anyway, okay. by the way. So sure. I get that. I get that it's overblown. I get that it's 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 not as glorious as it appears to be, but at the end of the day, it's better than it's better than the great uh, leap famine, you know. So the the point I guess I want to make is there is some success. It's inarguable the number of millionaires and billionaires that are being generated. The stats that you just bring to the book are inarguable in terms of its growth. So what is the ticking time bomb here? What is what is it about the? Is it in it? 
one picture you could paint about the Beijing model is it's just overblown. But the other one is the ticking time on the self-destructiveness, as you just said. Help me understand that liability and where it would go, because I don't really care if it's a little overblown. Um, it still looks like it's still got its modicum of success that could carry on for quite a while. Well, it, it might carry on for quite a while, but it might not. The ticking time bomb is, well, do a comparison. I'll get to the ticking time bomb in a second. But if you look at a, if you look at the, the, the Western model, how many countries wanted to join, you know, be part of the European economy or the American economy and, and all its, its attendant benefits? Um, the whole world did. Sure. If you look at China, who wants to be in bed with China? I mean, even Burma or Myanmar, which is a, at least an anomaly, uh, communist country said, "No, we'd rather have Japan. Thank you very much." You know, the Japanese, the the, the, the Vietnamese, another communist country, they can't stand the Chinese. Um, so it's, it's not because of a cultural animus as much as it is a behavioral reaction towards their economy and how how bad they they manage things. Now, the ticking time bomb on China is they're having a problem on a lot of fronts. Number one, they're using. They're blowing through their resources, and they're just about, I mean, it, it takes them 10 times the natural resources to create a product as it does uh, for America, for example. Even even India is more efficient by a, uh, by a factor of uh, 4 to 10. So they're 40% more efficient, or I say 60% more efficient than China. So China's running out of, out of resources. They're running out of uh, being able to feed their own country, feed their own people. Their rivers are, are polluted. Their waterways are polluted. 40 or 50% of the rivers have no life in them. The groundwater is tainted for, for decades. Their, their arable land is disappearing. There's a, a tremendous amount of desertification going on in China that's just gobbling up uh, millions of acres of land. Again, can you and give me some, is, James, again, can you give me some examples or anecdotal information uh, uh, that supports that? Some examples. The, well, you just painted uh, a pretty broad stroke of the brush there about some maladies here. Can you give me some examples? Yeah, yeah. So the way the land usage is, is allowed in China or is, or is conducted, for example, a farmer who wants to eke out a living to, from a state-owned parcel will lease the land and will try to get his... And they say he leases the land for three years or five years, some short period of time. So in that short period of time, he wants to get as much out of that land as possible. So he will... Put, he will over-fertilize that land probably 10 to 20 times more than is necessary, which will end up boosting short-term yields, but it will, it will end up destroying the land, and the fertilizer will actually run, the runoff will, will end up tainting the waters for years and years to come. And so there's not just, it's kind of a nice metaphor, an apt metaphor at least, of what China's doing to its entire economy. Okay, you're listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. I'm your host, Bruce Whitey. We're here every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. on KVTA News Talk 1590. So we're talking about the China crisis. We are talking to the author of the book, The China Crisis, How China's Economic Collapse Will Lead to a Global Depression. Now, he made some pretty pretty firm, uh, unequivocal statements there. He talked about... Running out of resources, running out of feeding people, rivers are polluted, 50, 40, 50% have no life in them, and desertification. Uh, he also talked about uh, that they lie about their GDP. So one of the things I promised you, and by the way, stay tuned because in about 10 minutes, I have a big giveaway package for listening to the show that's going to give you a whole lot more of this kind of information that you can take home and study. Uh, write this number down. It's 888-882-5578, 888 
888-882-5578. I got a lot of premiums are going to go over uh, about maybe 10, 15 minutes here. I want to keep working on the subject. So I told you I'm going to side check this stuff because I didn't want to just blithely say whatever James does, uh, I'm going to believe. And so I go out on the internet and I, I let's take these one at a time. So the first uh, topic that I looked at was, you know, how false is China's reports? How bad do they, you know, is anybody else talking about this? I got an article from Bloomberg uh, from September 26, 2014. That's really recent. Bloomberg Quick Take is called China's Economic Data, The Taste of Mystery Meat. And it says, I'm just going to paraphrase here. It says, China's economy is a lot to wrap a mind around. It's huge. The world's second largest. It's changing fast. Quote, transparency first, unquote, is not exactly China's national motto. Everyone from investors to central bankers and executives, nevertheless, have plenty of compelling reasons to strain to understand it. To do so, they have to parse official output statistics so notoriously enigmatic that even China's premier, Li Keqiang, if I'm saying that right, forgive me if I botched that, once said he prefers not to rely on them. So China's premier prefers not to rely on their statistics. That was putting the situation politely. Bill Gross, the renowned bond fund manager, was blunter. He called China, quote, the mystery meat of emerging market countries. The article continues, China's National Bureau of Statistics cobbles together data from many sources whose reliability is difficult to ascertain. The results can't be eccentric. They can be eccentric. For example, the Bureau reported a 2013 gross domestic product of $9.4 trillion. But the sum of the GDP reported by China's 31 provinces that year is about $1 trillion more. The discrepancy may be explainable by double counting or by provincial officials inflating their figures because they are judged on the strength of local GDP growth. But the truth is elusive. China's export growth numbers in early 2013 were inflated, too. The Customs Administration acknowledged the problem but didn't revise the data. So they said, oh, there's a problem. Can't rely on this. But they didn't revise the data. In September, officials said a probe uncovered fraudulent trade documents worth almost $10 billion, including many irregularities by companies using the port of Qingdao. And the problem distorted government statistics. Then there are the dubious indicators of economic performance, like the national jobless rate. It only covers urban residents who bother to register as unemployed and ignores more than 200 million migrant workers who frequently change job or get fired. Lee said in 2007 that he judged economic performance of Langdong province, where he was the party secretary at the time, through electricity consumption rail cargo volume and loan growth. Okay, so it's just an article that validates what what uh, what James is saying, which is you can't trust the statistics coming out of China. Now, how about pollution and how about this thing on uh, desertification? I find that hard to swallow that China's having massive desertification? Really? 
Well, the first story I'm going to play for you is from uh, England's Sky Atlantic News, or Sky News. And uh, it's an interesting article on the desertification of China. So let's listen up and see if James was right on this matter. Polly Williams, who's in Copenhagen but went to China before, uh, sends us this report about desertification. Driving across the plains of the Gobi Desert, there's a deceptive calm. But within seconds, the wind can change. And suddenly, you're in the eye of a sandstorm. 20 meters visibility, 10 maybe. The Gobi is a hungry desert. When it's on the move, nothing can stand in its way. This desert is moving at about five meters every year. And that means that there are now 4,000 villages in China in danger of being swallowed up by the sands. Five meters doesn't sound like much, but it adds up to an area the size of Kent, lost to the Gobi every year. Muto village will be the next to go, smothered by the moving sand. It's very bad for our land. The summers are too hot now, and in the winter the sandstorms come. It makes life very hard. Too many people and too much farming are part of the problem here. Now scientists say climate change is exacerbating it. The storm eventually begins to die down, but the Gobi is unstoppable. In Chinjar village, it's already too late. The desert has arrived on its doorstep. They've tried planting trees to try to hold back the dunes. Still, the desert marches forward. This used to be an oasis. Now the land is parched, and so are its people. In Mrs. New's kitchen, the taps run dry. Everyone here is limited to just one hour of running water a day. Yin Guilan is a cotton farmer. She lives on less than a pound a day. And like a third of the world's people, she's never heard of climate change. But she's menaced by its effects. This year, the cotton didn't grow properly, and our profits were wiped out. The sandstorms came through here and destroyed our crops. They might not know it, but for some of the world's poorest people, a changing climate isn't something that could happen in the future. It's already looming over them. Holly Williams, Sky News, Chinjiao Village in the Gobi Desert. Okay. All right, James. We'll give you that one. There's some desertification going on in China. Hey, you're listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. I'm your host, Bruce Whitey. We are here every morning on 50, every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. on 1590 News Talk KVTA. All right. So we are talking today about the China crisis, how China's economic collapse will lead to a global depression. We're talking about the things you don't know about China. And we have a uh, interview we are doing, which is probably about three episodes of the show over the uh, last heard one last week uh you'll hear this one and i'm going to give do some giveaways in just a little bit uh and we'll probably do finish this out next week we're talking to james r gory he is the author of the china crisis he also publishes a uh newsletter called 
The Banana Republican, Investing, Politics, and Living Well in Third World America, How to Thrive in a Broken Economy. And the whole point of this is what China, the, it's, the, it's the underpinnings of China that are not as strong as we think, that are actually a ticking time bomb that are going to affect the global economy, is why I'm even doing this show, why I'm even trying to present this information to you. Now, I want to come back in a little bit. I want to talk fully about what this means to your future, what this means to... Uh, how you'll be affected, whether it's in your 401k, your IRA, or your job, or the American economy. We're going to talk about the bigger scale of this in a little bit. But again, I'm, I'm picking out some points here that I think are very alarming that James says. And he says it sort of blithely, but I can't poke a hole in it, it doesn't seem. So I'm going to try another one here. So did you hear that point where I interviewed him just uh, about 15 minutes ago? And he made it a point, he said... The rivers in China are polluted. 40 to 50% have no life in them. 40 to 50% have no life in them? Really? That's a huge and a country that big in China? So I found this other article on the BBC, and this was about polluted rivers in China, and I've edited it down a little bit to its main points, but I think you should listen because I keep trying to find something wrong with what James is saying, and help me out here if you can. If you were to ask the average person to name China's most serious environmental problems, they might point to its choking smog or its mass destruction of habitats or its food poisoned with heavy metals. But ask a Chinese environmentalist and their answer is always the same. They're worried about water. I'm Dominic Ziegler, the Asia editor, and joining me here is John Parker, our globalization editor. John, if you ask somebody to conjure up an image of China, uh, they might come up with the fisherman and his cormorant on a placid lake. Yeah. But that's not the whole picture. China is getting by on a really tiny amount of water, and that tiny amount of water is going down. So. 50 years ago, I think they counted the number of rivers that they had uh, above a certain size, and it was 50,000. And now it's 20-odd thousand, 23,000. So they've lost 27,000 rivers. They've lost years. them because these rivers have had water extracted yeah, from them. They, they've simply disappeared. Yes, they've basically diverted the water for industry, agriculture, and, and drinking and washing. Um, and uh, the riverbeds basically dried up. So they have a massive problem. Uh, which they're making worse because they're extracting a lot of water, and then the little bit of water that they have left, they're polluting like crazy. I mean, there are large parts of the urban water supply um, which are not nearly uh, too dangerous to drink. They're too dangerous to touch. You can't even wash in them. I mean, the early studies show, you know, very significant, like half or two-thirds of the species, half, two-thirds of the number of individual organisms are dying in the Yangtze. The truth of the matter is we don't really know what the environmental consequence will, consequences will be, but the, in principle it looks risky, and the, the, the few sort of practical examples we've seen so far look bad. All right, so this is all very interesting, uh, nice academic study about the problems over in China, but what does this mean to you? What does this mean to you and your 401k? Well, I have two words, bubble and correlation. Now, just think about this. What has been the overriding influence to asset markets, asset prices in this country 
over the last several years? What has been the primary mover of the stock market going up, of of uh, real estate gaining its value again, of gold? And it has been money printing and stimulus. Those are the things that have driven asset prices to all-time highs. Yeah, real estate's not an all-time high. Gold's fallen off a little bit. But those are exactly the point, which is that stimulus can only do so much. Now, we've got stimulus happening in Europe. We've got it happening in the United States. We've got it happening in China. We've had it happening in Japan. And the problem is that stimulus is addictive, and it's impossible to get off when the underlying foundations of any economy, in this case, the global economy, are so weak. Now, I just want to really quickly pay, uh, play you a comment uh, from my friend Harry S. Dent. He is the author, best, New York Times bestselling author, most recently of The Demographic Cliff, uh, How to Survive the Great Deflation of, I think, 2014 to 2019, he's saying. Uh, and these are just a little, I just want to play you a little conversation because we had a discussion about how China plays into this other bubble and what's going to happen. And our concern and why we're talking about China is we think when you look at a bubble and you look at all the things that might be driving it, it is still enigmatic. It's hard to find really like the man behind the curtain or the ghost in the closet. But what happens is one day we're aware of a trigger. And when the economies of the world are very weak or when they're over overstretched or the bubble becomes overstretched it only takes a trigger somewhere to make that those markets fall apart enough that everybody suddenly panics and starts to run for the doors now we saw it a little bit here in october of 2014 that you know a few things went the wrong way and the market started to fall off but there's still so much liquidity and stimulus in all of this but again our argument is we're addicted to it. It can't last forever. So anyway, I just want to play you a real quick uh, note of the significance of the China problem uh, from a conversation I had with Harry Dent a little while ago. And this actually starts off where I'm telling him that I'm going to be interviewing James Gorey about his book and we're going to be bringing on the show. I'm going to interview him next month, but he told a really interesting aspect of the story I'd never heard before, which is that when companies uh, have, first of all, he says China is totally cannibalizing right now on even its own profit centers and that the profitable businesses that have done well are all being confiscated by the communist government now and trying to be absorbed into communist you know the, the party run businesses and he's really on this story i'm going to go i've just ordered his book so it's real reason a guy who's apparently traveled there a lot and he has a, a extra part of the story which is how now that the government has uh, already set this trap they're trying to get out of it by cannibalizing the profit centers that they have created and stealing them from the private sector where they were created from yeah, China is doing nothing right. That's my view. They're, they're the biggest polluter in the world. They're the biggest cheaters and pirates. Uh, people are, are working so hard. They're dying of heart attacks at 30s and 40s. You know, they're choking on their own smog. They've got the greatest run-up in debt of any emerging country in history. They're urbanizing at a rate that is absolutely not sustainable in any culture. And they're building shit for nobody. You know, everything. Every level. They've, over, they've built their economy for 15 years from now. You can't overbuild that much and keep doing that without falling. They yeah. are going to collapse. And when it does, then not a damn thing the Fed or ECB can do about it. That's what's going to screw them. 
Yeah, it's it's huge. Uh, Sixty Minutes re-ran that story last weekend from a year ago because it still it still plays. Yeah, and note in that story at the end, the largest real estate developer in China, hence the largest in the world, said this is a bubble. I've never heard anybody from inside the industry admit that. That was I'm like, okay, if this doesn't convince somebody, be like Donald Trump saying real estate's getting ready to bust, run for the hills. Yeah, absolutely. Very dangerous, as the man yeah. said. All right, okay, Henry, I got to run. Thanks a lot. Okay, so let's go back to the main point I wanted to make here, which is what does this mean to you? And again, two words. This is what it means to your IRA and your stock account and your gold and your real estate. Two words, bubble and correlation. The overriding influence on asset markets for the last several years has been money printing and stimulus. It is using the credit card to get out of debt. You've got a bunch of debt around the world that's trying to break. People, countries that should be breaking debt, wiping that debt out so it can get cleaned off. Instead, what they're doing is they're printing more money, borrowing more money around the world from each other in order to run up the credit cards more to stay out of trouble on the credit cards that are breaking. That's the basis of stimulus and money printing. It's happening in Europe, the US, China, Japan. Stimulus is addictive and it's impossible to get off when the underlying foundations are so weak. Now, if you let some of this break, if you let the debt deleverage, we would have stronger economies. And got to read the material by Harry Dent. Read some of his books about demographics. It's a whole other phase in terms of is the consuming public. Western culture, 70% of their gross domestic product is consumption. Their consuming generations are contracting until the next generations come in and grow into greater consumption. They're going to have negative demand. But the point of all of this stimulus to try to somehow use cheap money to overcome the natural organic contraction of some of these economies has created some benefactors. They are stocks, gold, and real estate. That is where the correlation has occurred. Now, gold has begun to uncorrelate, but stocks and real estate are still inflated because of all the money printing, the low interest rates. This is where the money's going that's being loosened up. And you have to protect yourself. Today, I hope you learned a little lesson in October of 2014, because that's the beginning of what it looks like when things unravel and you have to uncorrelate. So we're going to help you understand this a lot with the giveaway today. So here's the number again. It's 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. Now you have two ways to go. We have a kit that we're going to give out for free today to anybody who wants it. And then we have extra goodies if you request our free retirement roadmap service. So the basic kit is this. We're going to give you uh, our show we ran previously on Will China Destroy the Dollar? Very important concept to understand between whether the dollar is going up, whether it's going down, whether China wants to take it out. We're going to include a Wall Street Journal op-ed by Joseph Joffe called China's Coming Slowdown. History shows that every economic miracle eventually loses its magic. How much longer can China sustain such astounding growth? We're going to give you the complete version of the interview I did with James Gorey on CD, and we're going to give you a 
DVD, an important DVD with two videos on it. One is called Historic Rates of Return, Wall Street's Dirty Little Lie. And the second one is a video called What is a Retirement Roadmap? Anybody calling in to have that for free today when you call 888-882-5578. Now, do not wait till the end of the hour. I really waited a long time today before I even... uh, put this on you so uh the show's almost over so you've got to order this uh maybe you got five ten minutes after the show ends but that's it so get that order in but let me tell you if you will also request a retirement roadmap which i'll describe in a minute then you get a whole lot more so I just want to take a couple of minutes here and help you understand how and why we at Straight Talk Wealth Radio, Straight Talk Wealth Advisors, use a retirement roadmap service to help our clients and what it does. Whether you realize it or not today, living in retirement is and will be living in a different place in life than you are right now. Because before retirement, most savers are only looking at methods of accumulation. They're up 5%, they're down 3%, they're up 10%, etc. But for too many... The rude awakening they will get to one day when they arrive at retirement and their retirement portfolio is whatever it's gotten to will be that the game of accumulation is over because now the entire paradigm shifts to one of distribution of your wealth and preservation of your wealth. And now the math gets much more complicated. For example, after Social Security and other income sources, how much should you be drawing down on that portfolio each year to meet your needs? What percentage of the total portfolio is that? And how many years is that going to last you? And if the market should have another shock of loss, What adjustments in your retirement lifestyle are you then prepared to make? And then how would potential inflation be a factor in your spending? You've got to figure out, you're looking at 3%, 5% makes a big difference on how fast your retirement wealth dissipates. So you plan your retirement just like you plan a trip to a new destination. You got certain stages. And when we repair, when we prepare a retirement roadmap with you, Together, we actually figure out, one, where are you going to? Like, what type of facility are you accustomed to? What type of lifestyle? How much, which really boils down numerically to how much income are you going to need? How much inflation are you going to see in those costs over the year? Now, we do all of this in the service. This is a easily a $1,000 service. I'm offering it for free today. If you request the retirement roadmap, when you call 888-882-5578, we'll do the study with you. 888-882-5578. Second, we look at when do you want to leave? Or if you're already there on that new place in the sun called retirement, are you sure that you're set for life, even if the financial weather changes? Three, how long are you going to stay? You know, people are living 20, 30 years in retirement now. Four, do you currently have all the resources you'll need to get there? Are you going to require some more years to keep saving? Five, how powerful of an engine is going to be required? Are you going to fly to your destination? You got a yacht? You got to drive an economy car to get there? Now, what that really means that we really hone down on a retirement roadmap is exactly how much growth from your portfolio is going to be needed to accomplish and sustain this plan. Do you need a baseline of 5% growth, 8, 
10 more? Is that real? And lastly, what's the weather? What what if the weather along the way in this trip to the place in the sun called my carefree retirement, what if the weather turns bad along the way? What exactly is your survival plan? So for most baby boomers, all I can tell you guys is the decisions you make in the next five to 10 years are going to have a tremendous impact on whether you're even going to arrive at that destination or whether you're going to comfortably stay there. And over and over again, we always find that these new clients come in our advisor's doors and rarely have they ever mapped out that journey that's going to take them that place in the sun. Well, you wouldn't plan a road trip that way. No map, no GPS, would you? You'd map it out. Now, there are a lot of companies that are offering such services these days because this concept is catching on. But what's different about the Straight Talk Wealth Retirement Roadmap is while our maps might begin with some hypothetical performance that maybe your portfolio might do, they end with guarantees. That's because if you've ever mapped out a smart and efficient trip, it could all be for naught if you don't stop and think for a moment What is the weather that I'm going to be traveling in? So that's why I do this show. That's why I talk about China. That's why I talk about the potential crash coming in the market. I am so conscientious about the challenges facing today's global economy because I'm looking at the weather we're all going to be making this journey together in. And personally, we think that the next 10 years on Wall Street, quite bluntly, are going to make the last 10 years look like a picnic once this stimulus bubble loses steam. This China story is part of it. So it's not just about how to get to retirement under ideal conditions. It's about how to get there even through the worst of storms safely, securely, and guaranteed. And that is what we will prepare and propose to you for no charge, no obligation, take it or leave it when we do a retirement roadmap service for free. But when you call 888 Five five seven eight. The number for that is triple eight 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 two five five seven eight. You need to tell the operator you want the retirement roadmap. You're going to leave two times for me to call you back during the week. All I need to do, really simply, is I call you back. I ask you six basic questions. Get a snapshot of your current scene, where you are, and all these questions that we just get an- that I just talked about. Get answered from that. It takes me about a week to prepare the report. I'll have it for you and we will review it for no charge and no obligation. So look, stop investing by pulling shiny objects off a shelf. Get an astral strategic plan in place that can become a baseline guide or a standard for the rest of the tactical decisions that you're going to be faced with over the years. So when you call and you ask for a retirement roadmap, we're going to add some extra goodies. You're going to get my report on inflation or deflation, America's monetary system in crisis, how to plan for it. You're going to get James's book, which lists on the counter for $40, the China crisis, how the coming crash in China will cause the next global depression. And we'll even throw in when you actually get your retirement roadmap results, I will throw in a six-month subscription to James's newsletter, The Banana Republican, Investing, Politics, and Living Well in the Third World America how to thrive in a broken economy. That's a $120 offer. So you're getting a $1,000 service. You're getting, gosh, I don't know what this adds up to, $300 worth of goodies 
And all you got to do is call and ask for the retirement roadmap. If you don't ask the retirement roadmap, we'll still give you, we'll try to destroy the dollar. We'll give you the Wall Street Journal op-ed by Joseph Jaffe. We'll give you the complete version of this interview with James Gorey. And I'll give you the uh, DVD video. But if you get the retirement roadmap, that's a $1,000 extra service. We'll give you James's whole book. We'll give you a subscription to his newsletter. And I'll give you my report on inflation or deflation. Number for that is 888 Five seven eight. That's triple eight 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 two five five seven eight. You got about fifteen minutes to call, and then deals off because the operators go home. Okay, let's go back to the interview with James. Now, next week we'll get into the final segment of this show with James, and a couple things I really want to have you hear. Although we're running out of time today, are some examples of instability. Did you know? I, I verified his quest data again because I, I was questioning it that back in 2012, China had about 80 to 100,000 demonstrations take place, civil unrest in China of 10,000 people or more, 80 to 100,000 incidents of it. I got the stats. We'll, we'll go over that next week. Uh, we're going to talk about the demographic changes and how they're going to affect China because China's had a one-child policy. They're now in a very dramatic, upside-down demographic situation where they have all these old people that need to be supported and no young people coming in behind them because they had their one-child policy. But what I want to talk about here right now is I'm going to skip to the end of the interview where James and I talked about how things unravel, what makes them unravel, how a, a complex system comes to its knees. And it's under two concepts. One is the tragedy of commons, which is really just the tragedy of communism. And two is uh, it's the um, complexity theory, which is the more complex a system gets, once it starts to collapse, the more the collapse becomes unstoppable. So let's take a listen to that and then we'll wrap up today's show. So I want to ask you two last questions to let you go here. Uh, in terms of your chapter on empire decline and complexity theory, define for me or help me understand the tragedy of commons you talk about and complexity theory because they're key on how you see the scenario of China imploding on itself. So if we're going to understand the China implosion, help us understand it in light of what you lay out as the tragedy of commons and complexity theory. Sure. The, the tragedy of commons is a, is a theory that has proven to be very accurate um, in terms of behavior with command economies. Command economies where nobody owns anything. The state owns owns everything. That example earlier I gave of a farmer leasing land to the state for three or four years of the land, he wants the short-term benefit and then move on. And with that, that leads to a degradation of the land because he has no vested interest being of that asset. So the tragedy of the commons is basically a, your, your idea that the, uh, the government owns all, the people own nothing, and so it just leads to an inherent misuse of resources. Exactly, and that, that's manifested in the old Soviet Union, some of the most polluted places on Earth. Look, very, very few of the regulations on environmental and pollution controls, and very few of those are actually enforced in China. They're given lip service for the public, but as in the, Soviet, the old Soviet Union, they were enforced. Um, because I need to make my numbers, I'll pay off this guy and have him sign a, a document that says, yes, it's been taken care of. When it's actually, it's, you, know, you have radioactive waste, you know, dumped in the rivers. And, and you know, China is famous for its, its green rivers, its red rivers, its yellow rivers. Literally, those are chemicals being dumped in from manufacturers upstream. And uh, why? No one owns the rivers. Nobody cares. And yeah. so the tragedy, the tragedy of commons leads to a tremendous amount of waste, degradation, pollution, and ultimately loss 
the use of, of the natural resources. It's the tragedy of communism is, is, is pretty much synonymous, <laughs> I imagine. I, I, that's, that's, that's better said, Bruce. I, I, I should have thought of that. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 what, so, how, so, uh, so we're on the same page there. Let's talk about complexity theory. What is complexity theory, and how does that play out in the scenario of China imploding on itself? Sure. A complexity theory I borrowed, and I, and I certainly attributed from James Rickards. And complexity theory, there's several aspects to it, but the main one to understand is that the more complicated, more complex the systems become, the less it takes to disrupt it. And more importantly, or just as importantly, the more likely that event is going to happen. And so from the economy of 2007, 2008, our financial system has grown ever more complex to a factor of some multiple five or ten times more complex. And Rickards, I, again, I want to attribute the source, Rickards compares it to snow on a mountain. And the, the higher the snow builds up, the more, the more steep it becomes and yeah. the more unstable it becomes. And he says, he makes the point of, a, of one more snowflake landing in the right place and, you know, causes an avalanche and the whole thing collapses. Well, the international system is that way and the financial system in China is becoming that way because when you have more and more credit being rolled up, rolled over and rolled over and rolled over, what you have is a, a more sensitive and complex financial system built on less and less <laughs> substance. And at some point, there is no substance. So, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, a phenomenon called triangular debt in China where company A borrows from company B, which borrows from bank C, which lends to company A, and, bar- and you have, you have this, this triangular debt where nobody actually owns anything anymore, and, and the values have been, been long gone, and just have debt rolled over and over and over again. And it becomes, at some point, it, it becomes, again, the confidence goes away, right? right. It goes up. So, I mean, I, I think a perfect example is 2008, uh, which Harry calls yeah. a lot, too, which is in 2008, you had four states in the United States, California, Nevada, Arizona, and Florida, four states that had a subprime problem that destroyed the entire global economy. Complexity <laughs> yeah. theory. Is, Complexity that, theory. is that an exactly. example? Something, that's a very good example. Um, but remember, they could not have destroyed the economy, the economy of the entire world, unless the economy was so fragile in the first place. Yes. It's like the guy over at PIMCO, Gross, he said, look, he says, debt works until it doesn't. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so yeah. Yeah. as soon as, you know, it's like the stock market, it's like the stock market, until you, you know, or, or like holding the dollar. Or any bubble, or any bubble, for crying out loud. The exactly. bubble, the bubble exactly. works until the bubble bursts. Exactly. And, and, that, that and the success become, of the bubble you know, brings on greater bubbling until the exactly. day that it fails. Yeah. I'm sorry, I cut you off. And, Go ahead. If, well, you asked about empire, empire overstretch, I believe, as well. Yeah. And I think, yeah. did you mention that? And, and no, but go view, ahead. It's just, it's just, well, it's a way we view China. We view, to, we, the typical person views China as a country. But, you know, it's, it's much more demonstrates the attributes of an empire. Because it has absorbed, you know, Mongolia and, and, and Tibet and uh, some of the western provinces. There's you know, multiple multiple languages being spoken in China. Um, tremendous amounts of distances involved. Um, tremendous amounts of different racial makeups and ethnicities. And no one in China is under illusion that they're one that they're one people. It certainly is a Western viewpoint. And so China has, in itself is, is like is like an empire that is trying to keep control and contain itself and keep the, the, the hinterlands happy, and, and it's finding it very difficult to do that. So that's just another, another lens uh, to understand yeah. what's going on there yeah. that, that you simply don't get very often, but it's very much of a, an accurate lens, another a terrific way of seeing it. Sure. Well, hopefully you have not wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. I wonder sometimes, and here's the thing I want to tell you guys, and so many of you and I have talked, so we know each other. 
I need to know you like this kind of programming. I need to know whether you prefer this educational, in-depth research on a topic or whether you prefer me huckstering our services. So I've refrained from that a bit, but I'm going to just tell you right now, call and at least get the free information packet so I know that you're listening, so I know that you're interested in this topic. The number's 888-882-5578. 888-882-5578. If you call, you get operator is going to say, do you want just the information kit? Do you want a retirement roadmap? A retirement roadmap service. It's a survival plan for the next decade. Okay, for most baby boomers, I'm telling you, man, if you don't watch this stuff coming and you don't look at what happens if the weather turns bad along your, the road to your retirement, most decisions the boomers make in the next five to 10 years are going to have a tremendous impact on whether they're going to arrive at that destination or be able to stay there. And over and over again, we find new clients walk in our advisor's doors and rarely have they ever clearly mapped out strategically that journey. So what they're doing is they're pulling shiny objects off a shelf. They went to a dinner. They heard about some good annuity. They heard about some other good investment. They're picking things apart, but they don't really understand what the baseline is that they've got to do in order to sustain their income and their lifestyle for all those years. They don't understand uh, what what their plan is if the markets do better or if the markets do worse. You've got to get a strategy to what you're doing so you can make the tactical decisions. And that what's that's what this is all about. So if you call 888-882-5578, 888-882-5578, and ask for the free retirement roadmap, they're going to ask you for two times for me to call you back. I'll call you back during the week. We'll get six basic questions answered. I'll get your report prepared for no pro- charge, no obligation. You'll also get my inflation deflation report, which is ten dollars you get james uh, for free you'll get james's book the china crisis it lists for forty dollars you'll get it for free and i'll include a six month subscription to the banana republican investing politics and living well in third world america how to thrive in a broken economy that's 120 dollars value you can have that if you order the the retirement roadmap but everybody calling today and everybody can call will get our dvd our cd will china destroy the dollar you get an op-ed from the wall street journal china's coming slow down you get this complete version of the entire interview i've done with james gory and you'll get the dvd on historic rates of return wall street's dirty little lie and what is the retirement roadmap all of that call either way if you use the retirement roadmap we'll help you out not get the free goodies 888-882-5578-888-882-5578 content of straight talk wealth radio is for educational purposes only any discussion of financial products and their features is subject to change without notice consult your own tax legal or financial advisor as to your specific situation tax-free benefit specialist and insurance services california license 0e48147